Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Good Grow Great. I'm Talia Toha and this is Growth Amplifiers. This is the episode where we dive into specific topics, subtopics actually even, and we uncover things that can help you grow, whether that's in your work, in your life, in your personal relationship development, in your business even, all of that stuff we want to talk about and really kind of peel away and just find out at the core, what are some unusual, hidden, secret ways that can really give you massive momentum? And I love talking um, in uh, this podcast about things like, you know, how to find meaningful happiness and how to find success in a way that is still resonating with your values, things that are important to you, right time with your family, time to yourself. What are some really massive ways that we can make an impact? And I think this is important in whatever way, right? Whether you are just starting out, you are kind of halfway or your midpoint where you are, or you're like years ahead. And I find that this is something that everyone can learn and just adopt and adapt in your own way, change it up, right? Take one key point and then put it into your work and or put it into your day and just make it amazing. Because I think without reflection and without thoughtfulness and methodical uh, almost assessment in some ways, right? We are, we can, it's so easy to be lost. It's almost like you are walking and you're walking in the woods and the forest and the mountain and the sun's going down and you're not taking time to take that rest to take a look and this is exactly what this podcast is about as you are doing your workout you're going to work running errands right going grocery shopping or you're sitting in a car or in a plane or whatever for a long time I want to share this podcast to you because during the time that you are listening to this, for this particular episode, we are talking about happiness, okay? And I don't mean the happiness that makes us feel giddy, per se, but I want to talk about what the top 1% might know about happiness. And so before we dive in, be sure to hit that follow, add, subscribe, collect, save, and download button because we are just about to get started. Let's do it. So I wanted to share with you this episode because one of the biggest questions that I get from my students who I advise and I consulted and I coach is that Talia, I don't feel happy, right? Sometimes they come up and they say, I don't feel happy with what I do. I know I want to do this. I know I want to make a difference in the world, but I just don't know how. And in the process, I feel like I'm being pulled in hundreds different directions and I just don't become happy. Like I don't find that. And I wanted to kind of talk for a minute about happiness right? The difference between happiness versus fulfillment, right? Versus really that wealth building and the abundance related to that. So three, three points that I want to talk about, mostly because 
Uh, you can look at this from a, uh, a Washington Post article that talks about this particular topic, and they really deconstructed a Harvard study that um, really focused on the 1%, right? And because the idea that they wanted to confirm or deny, right, is, okay, do the 1% really know uh, happiness in a way that most people don't? And are they actually happy? And in what way? And so, I mean, you can read that article, you can search it on Google or what have you, but really the key findings that they have uncovered is that there really is a difference between happiness and fulfillment. Now, when I was just starting out in definitely in my earlier years, I felt like we've been fed this idea that happiness is almost like a state of being and it has to be like a almost like a lifestyle, right? People would say, oh, as long as you're happy, right? Or, oh, you know, are you happy in that job? Right. And it kind of confused me for a long time because what that did was that it made me almost always want to seek happiness. Right. It's almost like an eating disorder. It's like, oh, are you full? Right. We're not supposed to be full a hundred percent of the day. And if we are, it's probably not good for our health because we probably are constantly eating. Right. Think about it. There needs to be periods of maybe not necessarily hunger per se, but just periods where you take your give your stomach a break from feeling full. And so I think happiness is almost equated to that feeling of fullness. And I think it's really a disservice to everyone. So I think when we were raised to find happiness, to be happy right? It's almost like we've accepted that happiness is a lifestyle and it needs to exist 24-7, seven days a week, right? 12 months a year and on and on. So, and then whenever people are unhappy at their job or when they're like growing their business, they think that something's wrong when in fact, nothing is wrong. It's just that happiness, as the study had also uncovered, is that really they define it as sort of an in the moment, state of being, right? In that moment, you are happy or in that moment, you find it, uh, you know, you're, you're having fun, right? Or you're, you're fulfilled or whatever, you're satisfied. Just in that moment, though, happiness, right? That's what they're defining that as versus fulfillment, which they equate with long-term satisfaction, how things are going and projecting. Yes, even though there are peaks and dips, right? Highs and lows. Uh, is it going in an upward direction, generally speaking? Yes, of course, there are um, sort of these moments when you're not quite fulfilled. But as long as it's trending upwards, that's fulfillment, right? So notice the two different approach in that happiness is almost like you have to constantly have that fix of constant, it's almost like you're on drugs, which is kind of dangerous, right? Versus fulfillment. Um, I think you can get both and you have to have a good relationship with both happiness and fulfillment. And one of the ways to do that is to understand each of their roles, right? Um, happiness doesn't exist without a degree of, you know, maybe not so happiness, you know, you're just good, you're just hanging out, or maybe a degree of sadness, or a degree of heartfelt disappointment. Because without that feeling of low, 
we don't know what the the high would feel like, right? It's almost like you have this intolerance and almost like you have this, um, you're immune to that feeling of happiness and you're constantly wanting to push that happiness feeling up and up and up and up and up. Does that kind of make sense, right? So fulfillment is different though, right? Fulfillment is kind of this long-term almost peacefulness and understanding of your direction and with clarity too, which is just this beautiful, right? Beautiful feeling when you know where you're going, even if you had a bad day, right? When you know that you are doing things in a way that you are proud of, even if you just got fired, right? So you have fulfillment. So a little bit different. And so the understanding that we have needs to be slightly restructured, I think, when it comes to happiness, fulfillment, and work, and business, right? Because I think a lot of people, we've been fed this idea that, hey, if you find that ideal job, you're going to be super happy all the time, you're going to get promoted, blah, 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 blah. If you start your own business, you're going to be super happy, you can be your own boss. But it all comes, there are two sides of the coins, right? So let's understand that. That's for one. Um, Number two is that I wanted to share that because, um, and this is, I'm quoting this article from Washington Post that was written, I believe it's 2020, January 9th, right? With the, the, the title, are the 1% much more satisfied with their lives than, um, than ever? Uh, and I want to quote from that article, uh, open quote, at the risk of oversimplification, studies have found a strong correlation up to the level of about 75000 uh, of income in annual earnings. Beyond that, the returns to more money are smaller, but still apparent. So, I mean, you can understand, you can kind of understand and interpret this in many different ways. But one of the interpretations that you can take out from this quote is that for most people, and um, obviously in different parts of the world, the number looks different, right? For, but for a lot of people, up to 75%, sometimes it's, uh, you know, once you hit that 75, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean 75%, 75,000. Once you hit that 75,000, you're, it's almost like the question is, well, you know, why then work so hard if you can't enjoy life, right? It starts to have a different meaning because you're no longer working to survive and to be comfortable. You're now, you're now wanting to work so that you have more time to yourself in your life. And it's almost like beyond 75,000, there's all these other responsibilities, right? There's all these other added work and additional things to keep growing or to upkeep a higher level. Um, and all sometimes at the cost of not being able to be at home when the kids are graduating, not being able to, you know, go on weekend trips with your friends, not being able to maybe take off on a random Wednesday afternoon to just go work out, right? So there are definitely, you start to see that there's actually this almost, you know, what you can call uh, almost like an ideal elevation, 
right, for this group that they study. Now, your ideal elevation might look different, right? And I don't know what that is. I think for different people in different seasons, uh, in different lives, with different philosophies of life, can look different. I mean, you might not need even 75,000. Your thing might just be, you know what, I'm good with making 30,000. And the rest of the year, I just want to ski in the mountain all day, right? Whatever. Or for some people, it's like, no, I really need like 500,000 because I want X, Y, Z. And below that, that's not going to work. So the question is needing to find that ideal elevation that gives you fulfillment, long-term fulfillment, not just happiness, right? Happiness is good. You can have it every now and then. But if you're constantly seeking happiness, you're really sacrificing your long-term fulfillment. So I think that's, for me, the order of priority is fulfillment, right? Fulfillment and then happiness, right? And I think that's something that we often ignore. Now, do the 1% get a lot more happy? <laughs> the the study does show that when you do have, um, you know, wealth and all of these things, they do seem to have a, a much more satisfied outlook. But I think we are, we're also forgetting that it's not just because of the money, though. Now, it's easy to hear this and then just go, well, of course, because they have all the money in the world. They can buy anything. They can do whatever they want. But I think we're forgetting that before they get to that point, they probably have to go through a huge degree of this type of self-discovery, right? A great degree of reframing their mindset to, you know what, it's not much about the the money, it's about where do I feel that I'm at that ideal elevation, right? And where I feel like I'm moving in the direction of fulfillment and not just short-term dings and happiness and fixes and hits, right? So you do realize that perhaps because they say that, not just because of the money, but also because they are already at a state of mind that for the most part, maybe a lot of people have yet to uncover, right? So I think it's easy for us to just kind of go, yeah, of course, this is because they have all that money. But let's remember that that is not necessarily the reason why that they are satisfied, that they feel fulfilled. And besides, not all of them are fulfilled and satisfied. This is a study. And of course, there are people on both sides of the spectrum. Now, the question is, how can you get to that state of having and knowing that you're living an enriched life, whatever the stage whether you're making 30 grand, 300,000, 3 million, it doesn't matter, right? How do you, so I think that's really the utmost important for all of us. So money aside, because it, it wouldn't matter, right? If you can kind of control where you are and how you feel about whether you're fulfilled in your life or not, it really won't matter. And what's beautiful about that is that if you have that, almost that ownership of, your fulfillment and your journey to fulfillment, usually, right, wealth will come. Usually abundance will come. Usually an enriched life will then follow. Isn't that funny? Isn't that interesting? I think that's so fascinating. So work towards that and 
put that as the priority rather than I want to be happy and, you know, I want a lot of money because that's fine, right? We all know that everyone wants a lot of money, but uh, devoid of that awareness, that fulfillment is of key priority, you know, you, you're going to be, you're going to have this big mansion and there's going to be people coming in and out. And at the end of the day, you're just sitting there all alone in, in the void, in the echo, echoing kind of house, um, echoing building. And, and it's just gonna, uh, you know, it's just nothing. There's just going to be this sense of emptiness, which isn't really a good feeling to have. And I've, I've known this from people who have worked so hard in their lives only to find in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and onward that that all of that means nothing, you know. And so obviously keep your goals, milestone, uh, milestone, income goal, whatever it is. Yes, of course, those are all good. But do not forget about the fulfillment factor, your ideal elevation, and more important, the role of happiness and the need for us to not put happiness on a pedestal. All right, so Growth Solvers, continue to do this. Be sure to hit that follow, add, collect, subscribe, save, and download button, and make sure that you do that because then I can notify you when the episodes come out, and you'll have it ready in your tablet, on your phone, um, and also that way, if you don't have Wi-Fi or internet connection, you can still listen to a wealth of wealth of research, information, things that we've uncovered, right? Hidden ways that can help you in advancing your cause in a meaningful way. So without further ado, Growth Solvers, keep going. Keep going.